What do we have here? What's this? This is an Australian staple, Jim Beam and Cola. I've never seen this beverage. I mean, yeah, I, I do prefer my Woodstock, but these are on sale. Salut. Salut. Is this different to the little version, the cam version? I've had the cam version with you. Is it different? That's Woodstock. Mm. This is, it's the same drink. It's just a different brand. You know, you're probably going to get me drunk with this, this is, and two beers that we have because I usually you don't three drink. Beers. Yeah, we, I usually don't drink, mate. Wait until we do that episode when we're going to have like a whole bottle of Venezuelan rum and go. Yes, yes. And we're going to go shot for shot. <laughs> um, that's not going to end up well for me. It'll be good. Like a shot every two minutes or something. Anyways, that's a bit much. roll the intro. How's the good vibe, people? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Good Vibes Theory. My name is Nelson. My name's Maddie. And we're here to share the good vibes with the world. Inspiring and educating people one podcast at a time. Man, I'm really proud I'm, of you. I'm doing better this yeah, time yeah, yeah. than ever. I actually love it. I'm not, yeah. Just because I actually don't remember what exactly you were supposed to say before. It's been over a year. So. <laughs> we, we'll have to. I haven't watched them since we stopped doing it. Like, yeah, so we'll have to go back and have a look. If you watch our last episode, you will notice that we're still in the same clothes. We just had some food and we straight up are recording a second episode. We're keeping the ball rolling. We are. We, we figured it's easier to do that than try and meet up more often. Mm. And it gives us a chance to hang out too. Yeah. Do, which, you know, I, th I didn't tell you that. I was so excited when you told me about like, hey, let's record a podcast again. Because... This was our chance before to be one, you know, whatever it went, like half an hour, 20 minutes, just one hour with each other, just talking match it. So that's probably why I wanted to do it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, it's good reason to go and see Nelson. Exactly. It's a, it's so. a good excuse for us to make time for each other and just talk with and no specific purpose. Also, <laughs> when we sell it to Spotify for like 100 mil, yeah. that, that'll be yeah. okay too. That'll be fine. Yeah, we're, we're definitely ready for that. Spotify, if you're listening, we're ready to take on that deal. You haven't told everyone in that last episode about what's been going on in terms of your, not your, that one but your status in terms of this beautiful country we're in? I actually haven't said that anywhere. And I think it will be fine to say it here because- No one um, watches it. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the main, no, no many people listen to it. So if you get to listen to it, you'll, you'll find out. Um, yeah, just mainly because uh, I'm planning to do a big, well-thought video of it and for my main YouTube channel, which is in Spanish. So anyways, what happened was I got the best news of my life a couple months ago. And it was getting finally, after more than five years, a lot of sweat, a lot of money, a lot of tears, a lot of hard work. I finally got my Australian residence. Well done, man. <laughs> Fucking made it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people probably will think like, oh, what's the big deal about that? If you're an immigrant or you've been trying to get your 
papers here in Australia, you will know how hard it is. Um, especially as years go by, it just keeps getting hotter, more expensive, less options. Obviously, right now, with since COVID, it's been even virtually impossible for someone to get into Australia in the first place. So I feel very fortunate. Is it is a life changing thing for me. And it was always the goal. Since I first arrived in Australia, I remember being in Brisbane uh, at a lookout, very popular called Kangaroo Points, just looking at, at this beautiful city, being completely new in the country, coming from a place like Venezuela, where if you don't know, it's very, you know, very difficult life there due to um, the regime that is in control of the country, the inflation, etc., and coming new to this country where I get to start from scratch. Nobody here knows who I am. They don't really care. Um, you know, I have, I have to make friends. I have to, I, I'm a dentist and I'm going to have to find any job that I can to support myself. Cause I, I, I don't have that much money. I had less than, I think it was less than 2000 when I first got into Australia virtually no English, so I could barely communicate with people, you know, and somehow I needed to find a way to to make a living here. So, like, just fast forward, now looking back and seeing all the things that I, I've gone through, overcoming all the obstacles, betting on myself, and just, you know, putting all my eggs in one basket and trying to make it here. I sort of finally make it in a way. This is just like, it was the priority. Finally done. I earned my place here. And I I really feel like I did. Like I earned it. I paid in full. You know, not just in terms of money. Like in terms of being a good human. That is just doing, I'm an asset for this country. That's the way I see it. Like they, they're getting one of the best humans they can get. It's not just a win for me. I think the way I see it is a win for everyone that lives in here. You know, like I'm, I'm just supporting everyone from economy, from being a good citizen to, you know, being a good friend. And, and I'm planning to make big things in here in, in the next years. This was just the biggest obstacle. And now, because I've been here for five years, next year, by the end of next year, I can apply for a citizenship and then also getting an Australian passport, that will be the second biggest thing ever for me because now I get to actually, you know, travel to many countries that before it was a hassle or, or very difficult as a Venezuelan. And also it's, it's the best thing that could have happened to my family. Like now there are some opportunities for my parents to possibly come in the next years here. My sister... Um, now that I'm in established in some way here, I can start thinking more towards the future. Before, it's very difficult to explain, but it was kind of like just floating, being in a purgatory. You're not in heaven, you're not in hell. You know, I'm not in Venezuela, I'm not in Australia. I'm just here hoping that I will earn my place. Uh, maybe one day we, we, we can talk a bit deeper of how... Um, what was exactly all the process to get here and stuff. But for now, I'm just very grateful and, and you know, get knowing things like, even little things like when I first found out, like, holy shit, I'll get to actually 
continue to grow my relationship with Sebastian, with Maddie, with Beck, with Sinha, you know, with all these people that in the past years have become my family because I don't have my, my blood family here. So you guys are everything to me, you know. And now knowing that these, con these relationships will continue to grow until, you know, we're very old and we could barely walk or whatever it is, it's, it's awesome for me and knowing that eventually you'll have kids and I'll be there. I'll be the uncle, uncle, Nelson. uncle Nelson, you know, Sebastian. Um, I think I haven't told you he's about to be a dad in the next months, you know, like he's, I, th I think I might've known cause yeah, yeah so, no, I did know. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I, th I think for people that aren't exposed to it, like me, like I'm a privileged white boy Australian, the, <laughs> the idea of grasping what immigrants have to go through to get into that place wasn't apparent to me until you came to live with me. And I probably knew you for like a year before that. And it's like, ah, oh, that guy's doing that visa thing, whatever. But once you were living with me and we were talking about it a lot, it really was eye-opening in the state that you were floating. It was at the stage where you were on a visa that they, they were going to talk to you like they said like a year and it had been two years. So you were waiting for a phone call to tell you to get out of the country almost. Like you didn't know what was coming. And it's hard to even relate. Like I can't relate pretty much. Um, but until you can experience that at least closely firsthand like that, you can't really appreciate what it must mean to get that residency. So like when you told everyone that knows you properly, I got the residency, we're like, fuck yeah like we know what that means so yeah it's 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 honestly and i notice that's how i've been telling people you know the closest people to me that actually had some idea of how hard i've been working for this thing and how much of a gamble this was in the sense of in my particular case i was betting everything on a visa that if you tell to 10 lawyers, nine out of 10 will tell you that there's no chance you will get that. And I just happened to cross paths with a lawyer that she is awesome. She is now, to me, she's like the closest thing to a superhero, you know? Yeah, I did pay her to, you know, do her job or whatever, but she did a great job. And I basically was waiting for two years to have one day, a meeting with migration, which will determine the future of my life. That is very difficult to grasp and even explain to other people. Like, you are relying on a meeting where you have to explain who you are, what you do, you know, all the Venezuelan stuff, and what are you planning to do in here, all these things, and someone else will make a decision that will either fuck you very badly, which will be getting, you know, out of the, kicked out of, out of the country, back to Venezuela, all this stuff, or you will get your place here. It's an immense pressure. How many people do you think just crack under the nerves and do a horrible interview? That's the it would have thing. to be a lot. I, I told you in the buildup to that meeting that first I didn't know when the call was, when I was supposed to get the call. That could be any day. Um, obviously Any with COVID. Any day for like years. Yeah, it was over two years waiting yeah. for that call. Just being floating, like literally not knowing anything, asking my lawyer, she's like, look, no no news, whatever it was. And then once I get the call, 
that doesn't mean like things are going great. That doesn't, that just means that things are moving forward. That now, okay, you need to step up into the interview and try to explain to someone that has no idea what it's like to be in Venezuela or all these things to understand my, my position and then make an accurate decision for my life. You know, it's, it feels, it's very strange. And also I think life makes no mistake. That's, I, I always, I always see it, man. Life literally makes no mistake. I don't believe in destiny, but I do believe that life has a weird way of helping people that know what they want. When you have a clear vision of what they of what you want, you make that a priority. You do you put all the action and you're patient and you do good and all these things. Life has a weird way to to help you get that thing. You know there were so many little moments that I look back, and if I wouldn't you know have been at the right place at the right time do, doing the right thing, I wouldn't have got that visa. And just a, a small one was if I would have gotten this opportunity in the first two years that I was in Australia, I, I wouldn't have done a great interview just because my communication skills weren't on point. And I'm not, I'm not saying that my English is great. I think it actually sucks. Well, you're I just doing an English podcast, so it can't be that shit. Yeah, I think it's decent. I think after five years, it, if it has got decent, um, there's still a long way for me to to actually improve, which is also exciting. Me but, too, brother. Me too. <laughs> you too. But yeah, it's a, it it was it was nerve wracking, you know, being in being in the meeting. My lawyer is there, but she's not the one talking. You know, like I'm the one that has to talk, and she asked me like, "Do you want a translator?" And I said, "No," because I know that translating there will be a lot of things that will be difficult to translate. I'm putting. I'm, I'm giving the power to someone else to control my destiny. You know, I'd rather be in control. And if I fuck things up, it's on me. But I did it after the interview. My lawyer, you know, like, and, and that's the other thing. You do the interview and there's no clear response in the moment. Like now it's just waiting. And I finish and I'm like, well, was that was that good? You told me that, and you're like, "Yeah, I did the interview. I think it, I think it went all good." They said they'll call me in, like within the next year, and I'm like, yeah. "That's what they told you last time, and it was two and a half years." Yeah, yeah. So what's going to happen here? Yeah. So it's not like something that okay, you work for it, you get the interview. This is your opportunity. Like Eminem, you know, if you got an opportunity, you're gonna let it slip, or you give everything. You know, you get the opportunity, but then. Just after that, you really wish you could have an answer and that's not going to happen. Now you go back home, you go back to your life and now you wait for the definitive call, you know? Boom. So, now it's all said and done. They can't kick you out. Yeah. yeah. That's so, it. You're one of us. I'm here. I am finally here, which is freaking awesome. And so you will get enough of Nelson here in Australia for the next years. He can stay here forever now. Good on him. Um, so you can focus on other things like your relationship. <laughs> you, you're, you're really putting him in the spot, huh? Yeah, look, this is pretty much just Nelson talking about what's, what's going on <laughs> in his life. Um, yeah. I'm just going to dodge the questions. What, what, um, what do you want to know? What's, what do you want to know about it? How does it feel having like uh, an extra person in your life that you're able to 
share more time and more experiences with than anyone else you really have in the past. Like, it's not like me, who's your mate that you're there to talk to. It's a bit of a, a different sort of relationship that I don't know how much of that for this period of time you've had before. Define a relationship. Uh, uh, emotional connection with a single partner. All right. Yeah, I guess I'm in some sort of that. Like, oh my gosh, she's gonna, I'm pretty sure she's gonna be listening to this. I'm just gonna get myself in trouble here. You, you might have bought her with all the visa stuff and she turned <laughs> yeah, it off. Yeah, hopefully she turned it off. She's like, oh, he's just talking about visas. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, it's very, it's, it's very weird. And she knows it. Like I, I've tell it since day one, okay? I've never been in a relationship. If, if you listen to some of our past podcasts, I think we talked about it. I've, I've been single my entire life. So getting like accustomed to the idea of now I have someone here that, you know, I, I have to see. Um, I'm not looking for anyone else as well. And, you know, you, you have to think about things together, whatever it is. And you don't have to, you want to. Because yeah, you've chosen yeah, to let it yeah, happen. Yeah, of course, of course. But it's, it's very difficult for me. And and big side of me is just like, what are you doing? You know, like, you're, why? You don't need that right now. Or or whatever it is, I'm, you're good by yourself. Just keep focusing on what you're doing. And big part of it is that she has been she has played her cards so well. <laughs> like, she's really smart. She's, she knows how to be a keeper. Because um, she, she, honestly, she doesn't bother me. Um, I, since very early, I was also transparent. Like, hey, I'm not the texty kind of person. Like, I won't be texting you all day. Um, I just text whenever I see the message and when I have time and whatever it is. And she has been flexible with that, you know, like uh, we don't, we're not texting all day. We text whenever, and, and I think she has also like fallen to this kind of place as well, where she is not texting me all the time. She texts me whenever she has the time and whatever it is. And that could be maximum maybe two or three times in the day. And that's it. Um, she lives in Brisbane. So that's over an, an hour and 20 minutes from here. So we just get to see normally once a week or maybe more. Um, recently, um, I, I spent like 12 days with her because uh, my housemate was doing quarantine. And that was a little bit, you know, like, oh, this could be, this could go very bad or, or, or well. And man, it, it was great, honestly. Like uh, I... There was no issues at all. We we were, and also it was in the worst context because you know when, I if you if I work from home mostly and she can work from home as well, because she like the the her work right now is closed and all this stuff. She's working from home, so we will be twenty four seven with each other. But I also didn't have all my equipment, so I couldn't be doing really that much work. That means we have to spend even more time together because she's also on vacation. So it was when I tell you 24-7, it was literally 24-7. There's no way I can fart and she's not going to be there. She's going to poop and I'm going to be there, you know, like all these things. And man, it, it was it was fine, honestly. Like it, 
we we had a great time um and like i said she's being very understanding of of that i think when we used to speak about relationships in your single days i think you had like this preconceived notion that a relationship was going to take well it will take more of your time i guess but it would detract from you mm. or that the the person was going to be sort of taking from you with not mm. too much on the adding side of things mm-hmm. or you, you saw it very much as like a, a barrier between what you wanted to achieve yes. more or less. Yes. Um, and I guess you went into this relationship pretty open about that because you had, you know, seen that as an issue that you have mm. in wanting a relationship but maybe you just found the girl that was like, yeah, I don't like texting that much either or whatever it might be. Like some girls are going to be different than other ones, right? She, she could be texting all day. If I was the kind yeah. of texting guy, she would, 100%. But uh, <laughs> like she, she has made it very – she has been very flexible with me, you know, like we, and, and I still tell her, like, I still tell her, I'm sure you can get someone better than me. Like, I, I don't think I'm the best option for you. I think I'm a great option, but maybe not right now. That's the still, that's still the way I see it. I still think, and I have to, I have to tell her, like, I think you should leave me and go find someone that, I, I think your that brain, can give more. I think your brain's saying a different thing than your heart though. What do you reckon? Try to expand a little bit more. I mean, like, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a, a hot whole, minute. A fucking lot. Like, I've, seen, I've never been with this long with someone. I've like, seen honestly. you straight bail out of these things, like, real quick. Yeah. And you don't really have much of a problem just, like, cutting it off and letting it go. Oh, yeah, yeah, So there, there's oh, – it's hard to explain. Like, there's, there's got to be something more there than what, like, your – I know what you're trying to say in that, like, you still believe mm-hmm. that you need to be conscious about it. But I think if you were that adamant that that was that important, you wouldn't still be there. Like, why are you still there if you still think that's the case? I'm clearly there. And, I, and I'll tell her. Like, she's beautiful. She's hot. She's intelligent. <laughs> she's, she has, a, she has a, 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 a great job. You know, she – but – like overall, she has a lot of great qualities to find any dude she wanted. But the thing that keeps bringing me to her or that has made, made me stay this long is that she's a cool human. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> Fly. Um, she's a good human. Overall, she's just a nice human, man. She's a nice person with good intentions and every, that's what really matters to me. Like she's flexible to be withstanding someone like me in this sense that she can't see me every day. She can't text all the time, you know, like she's been really understanding and I'm flexible with that. And, but overall to me, she's an awesome, good human. And yeah, that's why I'm, I'm still I'm there. I'm very glad that you're happy, Nelson. Yeah, I am pretty happy, but I, I wasn't unhappy being single. Is it better? Well, it is. Otherwise, you They're wouldn't be doing it. They're very different. They're very different. Like, and and there's no way for me, or at, at least at this stage, to say, yeah, being in a relationship is much better than being single. Right now, I'm still very new. Like, okay, it's been 
quite a few months, a lot, a lot, but still like there's not enough data for my brain or, or to me be like, yeah, this is either of these is better. Right now it's just different, I think. Sounds good. Let's do a 180 on the conversation. Mm-hmm. We, we were briefly talking a little bit um, at dinner time about social media. And coming into 2022, I always like to like change up my strategy or just at least look at it in terms of what I'm doing for work um, to make sure that I'm hitting all the latest trends and whatnot. And there's been huge changes in the social media world. The CEO of Instagram has come out and said, essentially, we are no longer a photo sharing app. I did see that. You saw that? Yes. Yes. So they've done a, a massive... Um, sort of pivot and they're focusing on two things and it's it's video content and it's teens. They want to get more teens onto the app. Teens? Teenagers. Yeah, okay. Um, so they've obviously been able to copy and paste TikTok into the Reels format mm-hmm. but they haven't actually been able to take the culture of TikTok onto Instagram um, because that comes with the teens and teens aren't using Instagram. So you're going to see like a lot of changes to things within Instagram and he's hinted at so many things and said some of the things that are actually happening. Do you know they're bringing back the chronological time feed? No, I didn't. I didn't read the full article. I just, yeah. I just knew a little bit of the information. You follow him on Instagram because yeah. he just posts like updates to his yeah, own Instagram. Right. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, they're bringing back so the news feed's going to have three options. One's explore, so it's like, the current one where they just show you whatever they think you want and that's going to have more and more of stuff that you don't even follow them but we know you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. And then they got chronological which is going to go back into like exactly that in order of what people post. And a lot of people saying that's, that's going to be a mess, right, because we all follow like a 1,000 people now. Yeah, You're not going to be able to keep up with chronological. So they're doing a favorites and you can like favorite your top 20 people. So you're pretty much shadow banning or hiding the content of all that. That's, it's a, we're in a tricky moment right now with, with Instagram, especially. Mm. Um, we were just talking about that and there's virtually no chances of you blowing up unless you either come up with something very unique that when people see, they want to share it instantly. Like, it's that crazy. Yeah, like one post. Yeah. But that, it's got to be like, you can't even imagine. That's how crazy those things are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's pretty difficult with how creative and accessible it is to make videos and create content right now to actually surprise an audience, like mm. to surprise the market. Not really an audience, the market. So they can actually it, like take the steps to share you and, and talk to about you and all this stuff is very difficult. And you either do that if you are coming out of nowhere or you start literally hanging out with the biggest people so they can share your account and and you will, of course, grow with them. Yeah, sort of in a bubble sort of thing. Yeah, it's just such such a saturated space. Um, uh, Who was it? Someone from YouTube was talking about how many YouTubers earn over six figures. And it was like, it was like a couple hundred thousand people are earning six-figure salaries out of YouTube. It's like, that's a lot of people. When you think of how big a channel has to be to pull $100,000 out of it. Yeah. And that's in ad revenue. So those people are going to be earning external streams external, of income. Yeah. So they, they're like, these guys are earning a lot, a lot of money. 
and there's hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. Um, I think YouTube is, is going to continue as like the biggest one. Yeah, that's 100% still in 2022 and expect to be, at least for the next five years, the main platform where everyone still, still has a, a chance. Like you still can make it big on YouTube. I've seen it last year, I've seen it the year before that, and this year will be the same, and I'm trying to do it for myself. Um, now implementing new strategies, trying to actually adapt and change a little bit the things how I've been doing it. But YouTube is the only place where you still have a chance to make it big if you are consistent, if you, you're patient as well with it, you don't give up with it, you try to niche out the things that you're doing, which has been the biggest mistake I've done in the past years with my content. If you look at any huge account, 99% of them are niched out. It's either a tech YouTuber, it's either a specific blogger, um, it's either a camera review guy, a makeup girl, a, a musician. They're all in their own niche. And if they want to do something else, they have a different channel. Like you, Exactly. Because yeah. if, you, if you're doing two things and someone that likes A doesn't like B and you put out the B video and the A people don't watch it, yeah. the algorithm hates it. Yeah, and that, exactly. And that's, that's the thing that for me and for many people, for many people I think – the reason why, because I consider myself a, a great creator, I think I make awesome content, I think I have the skills to make any idea I have and make it great, make it stand out, but you gotta play the game, and I haven't been doing that. Playing the game means you need to feed the algorithm things that the algorithm likes, things that it will make it easier. You need to, to see it the way if you were, way, if you were YouTube, if I'm I YouTube. Know. I had a major fuck up. Um, at the very start of last year and I didn't know what was happening and in hindsight it was so simple. I, I started a podcast for work, right? So we got a pretty good YouTube channel, 30,000 subscribers and it's just consistent weekly or fortnightly videos and it's all uh, skateboarding or how-tos or tutorials or whatever it is and then I decided I was going to do the podcast as well because it was more content on the channel. But I went from posting all four or five minute videos about skateboarding to half an hour podcasts and only 10% of the audience would actually watch the podcast, which I was happy with in the sense that not a lot of people watched it because they got value. But YouTube went at it like all your subscribers hate you. That's what they saw. And then all my normal videos started dropping in views. So they remained the same, but just because I was putting other stuff on the channel – the whole thing bombed out and it's taken me ages. I had to start a new channel. I had to start being more regular with that. And then like it was a whole thing to try and build it back up. And it's maybe after three or four months just getting back to where it was. Um, but yeah, you have to think as if you're YouTube. Yeah. And I missed it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the way. And not just you, like everyone. And, and it is hard to stay just within one niche because as a creative – and that, that's what I've been dealing with. Like, it's, fuck, I want to make the video of surprising Maddie and Beck. And, you know, I surprised my friends with X. I want to make the video talking about how these cameras change my life. I want to make the video of, you know, surfing. I want to make the video of why martial arts are important to me. But you really can't. Like, you have to niche out. It's okay. Most people will try to do, like, 
one main thing and then they have maybe two side things that they introduce every now and then like people know like oh yeah he's a tech youtuber but sometimes he does this or that like they know exactly what to expect in that channel like mine people don't really know like if i'm looking it from outside i don't know what i get from this guy like i know his good vibes i know he's he's a cool human yeah, but he does a heap of shit yeah like if you like. were if i were to describe and that that was a hard realization for myself you know like if someone was to describe my channel what would they expect it's not as simple to describe it should be very simple it should be and it, it how hard that is is compounded when you're not making it because mm. you're like i'm trying this it's not working i'm yes. gonna try this ah oh, it's not working i'm gonna try this and you're just trying to figure out what's going to work mm. but when that goes against the formula of how it's going to work it's yeah it's very difficult because if you start niching out and you pick the wrong thing you know what do you do there what's the solution you're gonna pay for it you're gonna you're gonna definitely pay for it if you start doing a channel which happened to a friend of mine he was a big um he was a gamer he started making gaming videos grew over 100k on youtube making money sponsors all these things but he wasn't happy doing it one day he he just had enough and he wanted to make music his channel virtually died he he had to pay for it so i for example for me i've been doing youtube for over for five years now it's a long time and i have made over 200 youtube videos that's a lot of content that's a lot of time and i've learned a lot doing this and i'm i'm still far from where i want to get now i have better tools i have better knowledge is just implementing it but if i can if i can give an advice to someone that is planning to get a youtube channel started or even you doing youtube is not working don't try to blame it on the algorithm don't try to blame it on you know like un being unlucky because yes luck plays a role it does because sometimes you just happen to be posting the right thing at the right time and they gets picked up by the algorithm nobody determ determines that and you know you go viral you go huge and whatever it is but for most people that's that's not the case you're gonna have to grind it and is it's okay i think when you start don't put too much pressure on it if you don't know exactly what you, you want to be making try shit try stuff because i have tried a lot of stuff in my channel and finally after five years I'm starting to get a concept of what's the stuff that I enjoy, I want to make, and there's an audience for it. Because that's the thing, it's not just what you want to make, unless YouTube is, is a fun thing for you, that you're just doing videos so your kids will watch them or you will watch them with friends, whatever it is. If it's that, yeah, just post whatever it is. We're talking for people that want to try to make YouTube a, a, a way of living, like make money out of it. And in order to do that, you really need to niche out. And if you don't know exactly what you want at the beginning, what you want to be making, it's okay to start trying off. Just don't expect to be rewarded. Don't expect to grow or whatever it is. Just build the habit because it, it is difficult to build the habit to be consistent with YouTube to figure out what you want. Because you might see the bloggers traveling and stuff and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to get made. 
try to do it first because it's not as easy as it looks like traveling with camera gear to a place you know with hiking a mountain with all your equipment making sure everything survives getting good content after that coming back down the mountain editing traveling you're traveling with heavy bags it's not as pretty as as it looks on the video you know so it and that's not just but this is just an example being a tech youtuber will have a lot of obstacles as well so just try stuff and once you find what makes you happy what people are consuming and you think you can stick to that thing without going into many tangents just focus on that bet everything on that and you will find you'll find your audience kind of thing do you feel like you have any of those avenues sort of mapped out from the stuff I have seen on my channel, I've noticed that there are certain things that people keep coming back all the time, every time I post something about that. And it's always either like a motivational video or um, a habits video, that kind of stuff. And I was like, but what, what's this? And I think the, the more I start to like look at it from outside, I think my channel will be something about human optimization. That's the way I'm seeing it. So what does that mean? That means that whenever you go to Nelf Life, to my channel, you can expect a video that will, will give you tools to become a better version of yourself. How does that translate on the content? I think it'll be mostly content of like, I read 10 books, 10 books that changed my life. I love reading. I love sharing what I learned from my reads. That's something I can make. And I'm, I know I will be providing value to other people. Um, these three, um, these three lessons help me get financial, financial freedom and traveling to these 10 countries taught me this. I spent a day with a millionaire and these were his lessons. This is what almost, I learned of yeah. being an immigrant, you know, so it's mostly. It's sort of life coaching. Yes. Yeah. So it's sort of in, within that realm. I think that's my main thing. And I already have an idea for a second channel that I want, but I need to prove, I need to well, prove it for myself. That's what I was going to suggest because like, okay, you've made 200 videos. Let's say the first hundred of them were pretty shit, mm -hmm. right? It's first yeah. 200. Yeah. <laughs> um, based off what you've learned and all the gear you have now and how quickly you can turn stuff around, it took you five years to get to this stage. You could do a second channel and get it to this stage in months, really. Mm -hmm. Like if you mm -hmm. really apply all the, apply the, the, the lessons, if you found a niche, you did all the research, you mapped out the, the videos, you went hard at the start, you could essentially have this same channel within six months quite yes, easily. Yes, and the idea, this is the thing, the idea that, I like the most and I definitely want to make. The problem is I haven't proved it for myself, which is uh, I want a channel that is all about freedom, mainly financial freedom. I've been pissed at myself and about how the system works in the past, especially the past couple of weeks. Um, how come we're not taught about finances in school, man? That's, it's, 
it makes no sense for me. You, from school, you should be able to learn how to open a bank account, how to save money. Oh, there's so many things. You know, how to do your taxes. Have you seen that clip of Gary Vee when he talks to Alexa? And he says, hey, Alexa, who was the 17th president of the United States? And it starts to tell him and he's like, that is a reason you don't need to learn any of that shit in school. Anything that's based on memory that you can access within seconds with this tool we call a phone, Yes. you don't need to learn it. Yes. Like give life lessons, give stuff that you can't access immediately because all that stuff, it's like why do you need to learn your maths to that extent when we have a calculator in our pocket? Did your teacher ever say that? You won't always have a calculator. Yeah, yeah, classic. I, I think <laughs> every teacher on the planet say that. And it's like, what do you mean? I do have it. It's between my legs right now. You know, like, man, no, honestly, but especially with finances, like mm. I, I'm, I'm actually really mad, not just at the system, but at myself. You know, why didn't I look for all this information that I've been learning in the past uh, weeks long time ago? Like I, I, and I have friends that told me like, hey, do you invest? Do you do all these things? I'm like, no, I don't know how to do that. And we try to, as soon as people mention money, we run from that subject. Most people like we're, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to see what our expenses are. Do, we don't want to, you know, like understand otherwise because we think everything is bullshit and, you know, we shouldn't be putting our money, all these things because we, we have the fear factor as well of, of no, what if I lose my hard earned money? It's like, man, money the more I, I study it, the more I realize it's about having a good relationship with it. Not, not fearing it, not thinking that you can't get it as well, just changing the way you see it, that there is abundance, there is a lot of money out there to be earned for everyone in different aspects and areas of life, and that is up to you to educate yourself on how to get it kind of thing and providing value that eventually people are like, yeah, I want to buy that product and that product can be knowledge, can be consulting, can be a physical product, can be a service, could be many things. But that's that will be the channel I, I want to make as soon as I can prove that I can I can make it. Flip on that, because that's going to take a while to actually mm -hmm. prove it, right? Uh, if you don't come in from a position of authority when you're telling people how to do it, and you come in as a position of I don't know what I'm doing, like exactly what you just said. And this is my journey to figure it out. Yeah, that's another option. That's because another option. Then, then there sure. would be a sort of growth through the channel, and whether it's like, um, you, I don't know, set yourself challenges. I'm giving myself 72 hours to make a business, and you get a Shopify site, and you build it out, and you do the graphic design, and you make a little Facebook mm -hmm. ad, and you put 50 bucks on the ad. Like, who knows if it's going to be anything? But you'll learn in the process yeah, of like doing it. setting up the business. You'll make content that at least gets you started in that avenue. And then undoubtedly, you're going to keep learning and then you can give other lessons. And ideally, some of the things will work and then it transitions into a position of authority. And it's like, when I started this channel, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah, so you exactly. Could, you could do that instead of actually waiting. Yeah, um, and, and I agree. I agree. Like that's actually, an, that, that would be like a different perspective that I'm happy we're discussing right now because it, it could be a good idea. I'm not, my head is just processing and it's like what if we do something like a channel that is from zero to a million you know and we just share all the knowledge i've been learning in the past weeks of how to actually make wealth you know yeah. 
I don't know, read a book and then try and implement something like that in the real yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to... Great uh, idea, Matthew. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I'm it's, loving this conversation. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. We're not yeah. here. Sorry, we're not here for the viewers, guys. We're just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just here to just have a chat. Out, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that I work. like that idea. I, will, I, will, I might actually start building a plan for that to see how it looks like. Map it out, see what it looks like. And I mean, it's like you have everything you need to start it, run it for a month or two and then flick it, get rid of it if it's not feeling the right way. Yeah, because that's the thing. It could be the main channel for like that human optimization overall kind of thing. And then the other one is about freedom, how to actually figure out the freedom way and, and you get to see... The life example of someone that virtually has nothing you like how to get it give it and if it's um man i've been seeing these channels that are just talking like a lot of these guys that are talking about what social media is doing in 2022 mm. they're getting like a lot of views right and they're direct to camera talking not scripted just talking <laughs> about what they think zero production value they got a nice light and a nice camera yeah. there's no editing yeah i'm like these motherfuckers can punch out like five videos a week without sweating so and that's another thing. If you want to get into YouTube slash content creation, honestly, the gear really doesn't matter. Like as it does to make things better, to give you maybe um, a chance to stand out even more because obviously you would rather see the guy that has the cool personality and stuff but also has great audio, that has a beautiful aesthetic image when you're looking at the video that is pleasing to the eye you can get it good enough for cheap though yes 100 like, percent. you can buy and that lab thing i bought the give you perfect audio for mm-hmm. 150 bucks easy and that's like as good as it's ever going to need to be for youtube yeah so. man a camera that has interchangeable lenses and they're very cheap at this stage and most of them even do 4K, like and we're oh, talking yeah. less than a thousand bucks. Second hand, man, you'll get them cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A light, you can you can get one. The one that we were using before this one cost, what, like $150, $200 um, with a stand. So um, cheap. Very before cheap. Before that, I mean, you can, you can go down to the local hardware store if you really have to. Mm. Like, like, you can get something for 15 bucks and it's better than nothing. A camera, a light, <laughs> and a microphone. And they can all be the very cheap of each one and you're already, you, you can already sell a great product or provide a lot of great value. Or just buy an iPhone. Yeah, even the phone. The phone. <laughs> the phones these days are great. Which, by the way, that's the last one, right? Yep. Is it? Is it any good? Any different? It's, it's very good. I'm pretty stoked I'm on pretty it. I'm pretty happy with my 11. I'm gonna be honest. Like, 13 Pro Max, man. To be honest, I haven't used a lot of the features. I think you won't. It's, like, <laughs> it's better. Like I'm putting up stories like every single day, like quite a lot. So I use like the the wide angle and the extra zoom is pretty good, and it is a lot better in low light than my 11. Like I did side-by-side tests. That helps. Um, I don't really use a cinematic mode like ever. Why would you? It takes so much space out of the phone. Uh, it looks good. looks good for a story. Uh, like yeah. really, if you were bothered, you'd do it for a story, then delete it. And But it's just a, I don't know, I always forget. Yeah, it's, it's too um, much, honestly. And, and that's another thing. Now that we're talking all about YouTube and stuff, man, if you haven't learned how to make videos take the time to do it because video is here to stay 
for a long oh, that's, time. That's gone in the days of photographers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Photographers are going to be somewhat needed. But the crazy thing is you can't make it as a photographer on Instagram on the merit of your own work. The only way you're going to get noticed as a photographer on Instagram is if you're making behind-the-scenes videos, how-tos, yeah. before and after edit videos. Yeah. Like no one's going to look at your photo because it's Lightroomed and Photoshopped the fuck out. No one cares about a photo. Um, Gones yeah. are the day of, of photos. Like, and, and you'll see the more you get into video – the easier it will get doing photos, you know. Obviously, I'm not I'm not trying to make photography less than videography because there are different worlds in in a sense. But you realize that making a a good photo takes a lot less work in a oh, way. For sure, I love photography. You know? I'm a photographer in yeah. a lot of senses. But man, it's easy. You point a camera and shoot, chuck it through Lightroom. It's going to look pretty good. Yeah. Um, Unless you want to actually be like. Uh, an expert photographer that there there are levels obviously to the game but honestly if if, if you're just getting started out focus 100% of video and yeah. audio and, and yeah video and audio clean um, fast content like it, it you're not going to make a lot of money in the freelance game by doing those big things or it's going to be harder to get to that level but quick-to-market content is going to be the way of 2022 and 2023. Yes. I'm talking less than 20 seconds. Like, we're running three-second and six-second ads now. That's crazy. Can you imagine? Like, we're, we're needing to come up with five different six-second ads. Yeah. It's like that wasn't a thing because three they're, years they're, ago. If, if you don't understand why, it's because the the attention. No we one's going to watch it longer than that. It's like a fish. A fish has more attention yeah. than so us humans. It's, yeah. a, it's a six second ad, and we're tracking how many people watch it for longer than two seconds. That's like the level of how long people are going to spend on a feed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's wild. So if you can learn how to tell a story by a video in less than thirty seconds, that's like a super powerful skill. And yeah. so we have to wrap this up, but um, just making a little summary of all this stuff that we talked about, especially within video. I think this the, there could be some value for people that, that are thinking of getting into videos and stuff. Try to find out what's your, your niche, regardless of if you're thinking of doing IG, YouTube, if you want to have a side hustle or whatever it is. Focus it up because this this just not not just applies to YouTube and all these things. This applies to a business. Like if you want to have an e-commerce and all these things, live the dream of working from home and making lots of money online. You need to find your niche. What's what's the market for that product that you plan to offer? Either a service, a cons uh, consultation, a, a physical product. Find the niche for it. If it, uh, learn how to make. And edit videos is such a useful skill that is going to stay for a long time. Don't forget about audio, just like podcasting. Audio uh, is, is going to be huge for a while because we're getting busier every year. And people, I'm doing it all the time. I mean, and you do it a lot when you drive. Like you choke a podcast, you just start listening because music now is more of a distraction kind of thing. A podcast, you're doing things while you're learning or just having a good time, whatever it is. Um, any more advice from you? Well, I'm just going to do a quick shout out to live video. Live video is bigger than ever 
it gets like a 30% higher engagement rate and watch time than normal content. So people are liking live and the best thing about it is that it takes zero effort, there's no editing involved and people are willing to take a lower quality, like they're, they're willing to accept a lower quality of production. So you can literally film it on your phone, it can be a little echoey, it can be a little bit like blurry, whatever that's in the data and people are fine with it because they understand what live is mm -hmm. and it gives you opportunity for like real world interaction like in real time. So uh, live is going to be bigger this year than it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. And and coming back to the very first thing we talked about, man, if I can tell you anything to any person that's trying to earn their place on any other part of the world or even here in Australia or not even just that, like you're just facing a monster of an obstacle because that was to me the way I saw getting my residence here in Australia it was a monster that I wasn't sure how was it gonna, how am I gonna take it, you know, how am I gonna win this battle? The odds were against me in every way. A lot of people told me that I wasn't gonna get it and even lawyers, you know, which is pretty much the person that will coach me to get this thing. So honestly, just, just, Believe in yourself regardless of what is happening. Take a chance on yourself. Stay positive and just try to do good. But but any monster can be beaten. You can really beat any monster of an obstacle that you have right now in front of you. It might take longer than what you hope or think, but just stay resilient, stay on the battlefield and keep pushing through. And I can assure you nine out of 10 times, you will get it because most, most people just give up. They just quit. And that's the good vibes theory. That's the good vibes theory. Also, mm. if you're planning on getting in a relationship, don't do it. It's, it's really not worth it. She's definitely not. <laughs> she's definitely not listening 53 minutes in. <laughs> she's not here. She's not here. Where can people find you, Matthew? Uh, they'll find me at a guy called Maddie. Where will they find you, Nelson? I'm at Nell for Life on every platform and yeah so it will be awesome if you give us a follow and you can follow the podcast at the good vibes theory and subscribe if you're watching us on youtube drop a comment drop a comment for sure let us know if you want us to speak of something in particular if you want to know anything other than that we'll be just talking my shit and um, hopefully we haven't even spoken about jake paul yet all right Done. We'll leave that for the next See you later, time. guys. See you later. Good vibes for everyone. You.